0: Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. You know, Pastor Mark has just been, I mean, the Lord has just been phenomenal with what he has been ministering lately. We talked about families, then we talked about vision, um, and now we're in a series. We just started on Sunday with Stretch. And, you know, something that Lord just laid on my heart is with all those things, that requires our obedience. You know, in our families, we talked about the the roles in the family and and all the characteristics of the family. But if we're not obedient, we're not going to see those things, you know, happen in our own families. And when it comes to our vision, God can give us a vision all day long. But if we're not obedient, that vision is not going to come to pass. Um, So now with stretch, we're talking about stretching our faith. um, And with that comes obedience, right? So I was just like, okay, God, I got you. Um, so tonight specifically, um, we're going to be talking about how our, our our obedience goes beyond us. Our obedience is not just about us. So the first scripture we're going to look at tonight is in Romans, Romans 5, 18. And we're going to look at it first in the message translation. It says, here it is in a nutshell, just as one person did it wrong, and got us in all this trouble with sin and death. Another person did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting us out of it, he got us into life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. But one man said yes to God and put many people, or many in the right. The New Living Translation says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act, one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. So right off the bat, we see right there, we could probably just stay in this verse and how one man one man ruined it for all of us, but yet one man restored it all for us. So, but we're gonna dive in um, to a story about Noah. Anybody know who Noah is? Good job. You guys are responding. You already passed the test. Everybody knows who Noah is. And I'll be honest, at first, when God said Noah, I was like, Noah? I mean, I feel like that's pretty simple, right? That's pretty basic. We think preschool, Noah, and we tell him about the ark and all the animals, and yeah, God saved him. Um, But I was like, okay, God, I'm going to look there. Um, And so in Genesis 6 is really where everything happens, okay? So the first several verses, it just really talks about um, God's disappointment, in, in the world, and all the evil that had come into the world, and how he on, he literally says, I just want to get rid of it. I am sorry that I made it. That's a really terrible place to be, right? I am sorry that I made it. I want to get rid of it. But when you look in verse 8, Genesis 6, 8, it says, But Noah, but Noah found favor with the Lord, the one The one. If you skip down to um, I wasn't going to go there yet, but we'll but we'll go there. Uh Genesis seven. Genesis seven, one, it says, When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, go into the boat with all your family, for among all the people of the earth I can see that you alone are righteous. So we see right off the bat that he is the only one, but Noah. But Noah. Um So I am going to go through three key positions, I believe, that um, go along with obedience. Three key positions that we need to have in order to truly be obedient. And the first one is, I'm going to ask you is, are you in a position of surrender? Obedience requires us to surrender surrender everything that we have in fact in Matthew 16 24 in the amplified version it says then Jesus said to his disciples if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple he must deny himself set aside selfish interest and take up his cross expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me believing in me conforming to my example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Surrender stems from a personal relationship. You're not going to surrender to someone if you have no idea who they are. I mean, think about that. You're, if you go, to a, a, you, oh, you go to a store and someone just walks up to you and is like, hey, I need you to do this. You're going to be like, who are you? Okay, but it's your job. You surrender to your boss, right? You're like, hey, you have authority. I submit to you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And then you do it, right? In this church, you, you say, I submit to you, Pastor Mark. Whatever you say, we, we believe in you. We have faith that you listen to the Lord. In every situation, when it comes to surrender, you're only, that is gonna stem from a personal relationship, So it says in Genesis 6, if we look in the Amplified Version, it says these are the records of the generation's family history of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, one who was just and had right standing with God, blameless in his evil generation. Noah walked, lived in habitual fellowship with God. We have to have that closeness with our father. We just like Pastor Mark's ministering about drawing near. We have to draw near. We have to be close with him. We have to know him. Surrender comes when you know somebody. You don't just give anyone your house keys, right? And that might be a weird scenario, but you don't. So you're not just going to obey anybody that tells you something to do. You must surrender. Yeah, I'm looking at you Kimberly. She probably doesn't even lock her doors, guys. <laughs> All right, but surrender comes from a position of, of knowing, intimately. It says Noah had a bit, habitual fellowship. He lived in habitual fellowship with God. He knew God. The second question I have for you is, are you in a position to listen? And I say listen because there's a difference between listen, listening and hearing. So you can hear something all day long. I can have music going. I'm in my office and I'm working. There's music going, but I'm not listening to it. I hear that background noise. I hear something happening. Even when you're in the car, you hear cars, you hear horns, you hear everything, but you're not listening. You're not in tuned to what's really being said. You hear things all day long, but you're not listening. So, okay, maybe we're in a position of surrender and we hear God talking, but we're not listening to what he's saying. We're not listening to the instructions because after surrender, God's going to give you instructions in specific instructions. Hey, man, specific. See, there's one of my little people. He's going to give you very detailed instructions. He gave Noah very specific instructions down to what wood to use, how many animals to go on there, how big to make it, who is to go on there with him. He gave very detailed Information to Noah. But Noah had to listen. It says in John 10 27 in the Amplified, it says, The sheep that are my own, or sorry, the sheep that are my own, hear and are listening to my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Do you know the Lord's voice? because you're not gonna be able to listen to the Lord's voice if you don't know the Lord's voice. And the way to know the Lord's voice is to first surrender, and then you draw near. The surrender is the drawing near. Then you're able to hear and train yourself to listen, to pay attention to what's being said, pay attention to the assignment that's been given to you. So you have to surrender, you have to draw near, you have to be in habitual fellowship. So that you can get your assignment. But when you get your assignment, when you get that vision, when you get that dream, when you get that, hey, go buy that person groceries. Hey, go take that person under your wing. Hey, go minister to that person. Lord, there ain't no way I'm talking to Jill. Yes, you are talking to Jill. Because that's your assignment. You heard it. Now listen. Take it in. Take in every single detail of your assignment. God gave very specific Instructions to Noah. The third question is, are you in a position to do? Are you in a position to act? You have a position of surrender. You have a position to listen. But you have also a responsibility to do. If you don't do, eventually you're going to Dull your hearing. If you don't do the assignment, if you don't listen to the voice of the Lord, 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 eventually that listening is going to come back to hearing. So you have to do the words for your life assignment. You have to do what you've been called to do, fulfill your purpose that God has for your life. You have to do it because if you don't do it, your listening will go back to hearing. And then you're back at square one with surrendering, surrendering, and you're probably going to have to resurrender your interests, your desires, because that means that they're out of alignment. You got to get back in alignment, get back in that position of surrender, so that you can hear and say, "Oh, I recognize that. I need to listen to that. I need to tune in to that." Let's be honest. There's some people in our lives we're like, "I ain't listen to that person. I'm just going to keep on walking," right? But you know that voice. You're probably walking down the hallway at work and you hear that one voice and you're like, I'm going in the opposite direction. Because you know that voice. Well, we need to hear the voice of the Lord and say, I need to listen to that. I need to go walk that way because something's happening over here. You need to listen to it and you need to act on it. In Luke 11:28, 28, in the Amplified, it says, but he said, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not going there. I'm going to James 1, 22. Sorry, Aaron. James 1.22, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. And in the Amplified Version, it says, but prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts. And not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth see twice twice it says that noah did exactly what god asked him no questions asked and i just put yourself in his shoes among all this evil among all this wickedness and god comes to him and says hey there's going to be a flood but I have instructions for you because you have favor with me, and I'm going to save you. I'm going to save your family, and I'm going to save animals. (laughs) Right? But it says that Noah did everything exactly like God had said. Both times, the initial time that he came to Noah and told him, hey, I need you to build an ark. This is what's going to happen. Then it says, even after he did that, Noah followed all of those instructions. And then it says that God came back to him and said, okay, now that it's ready, this is what I need you to do. This is the next step of your assignment. And still, Noah did it. And it says, Noah did exactly what the Lord had commanded him. He obeyed. He did exactly like the Lord had followed him or told him to do, commanded him. Now, Noah's obedience, though, Noah's obedience didn't just end with him. Noah's position of surrender to listening, to doing, it didn't just end with Noah. Maybe you guys have heard of Abraham. Yeah, okay, thank you, Adam. Have you heard of Joseph? Okay, you guys are catching along. Have you heard of Moses? Moses? You realize those are all descendants of Noah? Because of Noah's obedience, Abraham's story happened. Because of Abraham's obedience, Joseph's story happened. Because of Joseph's obedience, Moses. Noah's obedience didn't just stop with him. It wasn't just, okay, God, all right, I'm going to do this. No, he did it. He did it. He surrendered. He walked in habitual fellowship. He listened to the voice. He listened to the assignment. He listened to the instructions. And then he did it. And it didn't just save his immediate family. It saved generations, nations. Abraham had favor with the Lord, like Noah. He became the father of many nations. Joseph was given a vision, had every reason to say, forget it, Lord. But he didn't. He persevered. He stayed obedient. He stayed in a position of surrender, in a position of listening to the Spirit, a position of doing what he was told to do. And then he saved his family saved Egypt, saved surrounding areas because he stayed in a position of obedience, a position of surrender, a position of listening and doing. Moses, Moses found favor with the Lord. See that Moses may have made a mistake or two, okay? But he still freed the Israelites. Each and every single one of these are a result Of Noah's obedience. Each one of them had favor just like Noah. Each one of them had a choice. You have a choice. We have free will. You have a choice to surrender. You have a choice to listen and to tune your hearing to the Holy Spirit. You do. It's not Pastor Mark's responsibility, it's your responsibility, it's yours. You have to tune in. You have to know the voice of the Spirit. And you have to obey. You have to do the assignment that you've been given. Because that's not my assignment. That's your assignment. I have a different assignment. So look back into your life. Who in your life, because of their obedience, affected you? I can tell you the obedience of that woman right there She had a lot of opportunities to say no. She had a lot of opportunities to turn away and to go further away and not draw near, not surrender, not listen to the voice of the Spirit and do what she was called to do. Go where she was called to go, even with all of us little children, okay? She had every opportunity, but she said yes And because of that, I'm here today. And because of that, you see Amelia walking around healed. All right. All right. Generation after generation. You don't know you don't know the effect of your obedience. There are individuals in my life that aren't even my family, but because of their obedience, I am where I am. I didn't grow up in a home with with my father. Okay? That woman, that's what I that right there. <laughs> Praise the Lord for her. Okay? But I can look back and because of her obedience, the Lord placed other male figures in my life, godly male figures in my life throughout my entire life. then I can sit here and I can tell you today, man, God placed that man in my life to show me what a godly man is, what a husband, a true godly husband looks like, what a godly man looks like. But they had to make that choice to be obedient too. They had to say yes to their own assignment and their own calling. Some of them may realize the impact they had. Some of them may not. I don't know. But they also had to surrender and had to listen to the voice of the Lord and had to do their assignment. And because of their obedience, I am also here today. So who in your life, whether it be a family member, whether it be a youth pastor back in the day for some of y'all, all right, whether it be a coworker, okay, whoever, who in your life because of their obedience it affected you. My obedience to Pastor Mark, okay, well to past, well to the Lord, but when he asked me, okay. I knew that it wasn't about me. That's why I could say yes. It wasn't about me. See, my obedience is now affecting each and every single one of you. And what you do tonight with what the Lord is speaking, think of the multitudes if you're obedient. Your obedience goes beyond you. Your yes is not just about you. Your assignment is not just about you. Your obedience is not just about you. It may start with you. Oh, but it doesn't end with you. It doesn't end with you. You may never realize the seeds of your obedience. Oh, but if they're planted on good soil, they're going to flourish flourish. Noah, Noah's obedience went so far. He was the one man, the one righteous man. Just like one man lost it all. Thanks, Adam. (laughs) One man got it back. And I think you'd agree with me if I said that Jesus's obedience is still affecting us today. Jesus's obedience is still affecting us today. So is your obedience advancing the kingdom? Or is it hindering the kingdom? Is your obedience advancing the kingdom? Or is it hindering it? Because the opposite of obedience, guys, it's disobedience. (laughs) That one's a simple one. The opposite of obedience is disobedience. So if you're not being obedient, (laughs) you're being disobedient. (laughs) Okay? In your sphere of influence... Who is waiting for your obedience? Who's waiting for it? Some of you in here, the moment I just said that, you knew exactly what you have to do tomorrow. Maybe there's someone that God's been calling you to reach out to. Maybe God's been telling you to start a business. I don't know. You know. And that business will affect Many. Talking to that individual could save their life. So in your sphere of influence, who is waiting for your obedience? Who is waiting for you to say yes? Because it says, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And he rewards your obedience with blessings. Oh, your obedience isn't for nothing. Oh, you get blessings. Blessings. Noah, his family got saved. Okay? He didn't drown. <laughs> That's the truth, though. Y'all know it. All right? <laughs> Abraham had a son, Isaac, right? and became the father of many nations. Joseph became the second most powerful man. And then he was able to even help his brothers. Ooh, that had to have been tough to get back in that position. Right? These people that betrayed you. Maybe some of you tonight have someone in your life that's betrayed you, but the Lord's been telling you, you need to mend that. You need to be obedient. You need to go back. I don't care if it was your fault. You need to go back and you need to amend amend that. And I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this. Are you in a position of surrender? Are you in a position to listen? Are you in a position to do? Each three will affect each other. If you're not doing, your listening will become dull. When your listening becomes dull, you will get out of alignment. So again, I'll ask you tonight, what is the Lord Been telling you. Your obedience could save lives. Your obedience could alter the course of your children, your grandchildren, your life. One man, one person, one yes, one act of obedience. That's all it is. One act of obedience. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that as we leave here tonight, Lord, that we would just self-reflect, Lord. Lord, are there things that you've been telling us that we've been hearing, Lord, but we've not been listening, we've not been acting upon? Lord, are we out of, are we out of alignment, Lord, do we need to fall on our knees and say, I'm sorry, Lord. Lord, have your way. Lord, I surrender it all to you. Not my will, Father, but your will be done. Lord, I thank you for the lives, oh, the lives, the generations that will be touched by the obedience in this room. Oh, I thank you that we're expanding the kingdom. Oh, Lord, we're taking territory for your kingdom by our obedience, by our simple yes. Lord, we're advancing your kingdom. May we never lose sight of that. May we never lose sight of the why. All it takes is one. One person, one yes, one act of obedience. I just thank you tonight, Lord, for each and every family represented here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.